Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. a message on faith, and I want to continue on with that because we didn't get halfway through last week, but the Spirit of God's at work. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith. So faith is now, not tomorrow, not for yesterday. Faith is now, hopes for tomorrow. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality. We have hope for the future. Faith releases us to step into it now and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Peter mentioned that today. People had faith to invest and build this building in 1979. How amazing is that? And last uh, week I did a funeral for uh, Marshall Sanderson. He rang me up a few years ago and said, are you the pastor? I said, yes. He said, I need to get my life sorted out with God. When we started chatting, he used to go to the church when it was in Torquay Road where the Toyota dealership was in the 1960s. He got saved back there. And uh, he came back and uh, followed Jesus these last few years and then we did his service last week. But hey, faith for generations. It says, faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Hey, God says you are created in his image. So when you speak words... Things that are not yet there can come to pass. You can speak peace and healing and freedom and salvation and restoration and provision. As you speak it, inspired by the living Word of God, your faith releases it to come into reality. I think we need a whole lot more Christians speaking the Word of God over our city and over our community and over our families and understanding the power that is released. Verse 6, without faith living within us, it will be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that He is real and that He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking Him. Thank God we've got a people of faith here and we see many breakthroughs. So what is faith? Just a quick reminder of last week. It's, it's a feeling of absolute confidence. It's much more than just wishful thinking. Faith is a confident expectation Excited anticipation regardless of the circumstances. Because we walk by faith, not by natural sight. Too many of us live in the natural sight realm only. We live in this world, but we live by the spirit of faith. Faith is believing and trusting God and His Word. It's more than positive thinking. Martin Luther said, Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace, so sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it a thousand times. A.W. Tozer said, Faith, as Paul saw it, was a living, flaming thing, leading to surrender and obedience to the commandments of Christ. It says to have faith in God. You've got to have a focus for your faith. Have faith in God, not faith just in yourself or other people. And uh, we looked last week about the faith that God has for our lives and we need to grab a hold of it. Pastor Phil Pringle said, faith is a time rebel. It doesn't just live in today. It takes tomorrow's dreams and brings them into today's realities. God is beyond time. Wow. 
He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. When we're going through a tough time, guess what? He's the beginning and the end. He already knows the end and we just got to have faith and trust him and he'll take you through the storm you're in now. The beginning and the end. And God has called us to live. So we looked at faith. Where does faith come from? Faith comes from God's word. Burns it in our hearts. Romans 4.20 says, Yet did not waver through unbelief, this is Abraham, regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. When you got faith in your heart, you are fully persuaded that something's going to shift, change, be restored, break through. Fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Romans 10.17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And we looked at the fact there that that is a Rema revelation inspired word and it's quickened to your soul. You can read a promise from God and say, I'm going to believe that. And when it comes alive in your spirit and heart, that's when faith really goes to work. But you need the Logos, the written, before you get, you will get the Rema, the inspired living Word of God. And God's by His Spirit is working in us and through us. Hebrews 4.12 says, For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. It pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secrets and motives of the heart. How come some people read the Bible every day and don't see breakthroughs, and other people read it, and all of a sudden things change? Because they add faith to the word. It's not just written words, it is faith, believing that what God says is true, but it's true for you, not just true in a general sense. Belief can be general or it can become specific. And faith will cause belief to become very specific. Hebrews 4.12 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. That's why some people read the Bible. They can memorize it, but it doesn't really always change their life. But others get a hold of it and say, I'm going to believe your word. Secondly, we learned that faith sees. So it hears. He has ears to hear what the Spirit says. Let him hear. Then he says, see with the eye of faith. Faith sees Jesus. It sees what the natural eye can't see. And many of you have experienced that in your life. You're sick, but the eye of faith says, I know I'm going to get healed. So you see yourself walking, working, running, doing what you presently can't do. The eye of faith sees it and then you move towards it. That's what, you're praying for loved ones. I remember when we were praying for Mary Lynn's sister and God gave us a, a vision of her in church beside us worshipping Jesus with her hands raised. We prayed into that, within weeks it happened. Thank God, it doesn't always, sometimes it takes longer than that, but she was at a point of decision, it happened exactly as we saw it. Once you get that word of faith in your spirit, you can put your life on it because it is the power of God. Don't doubt in the dark what God has shown you in the light. When God's given you something of truth from his written word, prophetic word, he's put it in your spirit, when times get dark, don't doubt what he's showing you in the light. That's what faith is. It just keeps on believing. It perseveres. Too many people get a word from God, but they don't persevere with it. 
God says, come on, God's giving you ideas for business, for finance, for ministries, for missions trips. Some of them haven't happened yet, but don't let doubt rob you from what God has shown you is yours to take a hold of. Faith takes a hold of it like a bulldog and never lets it go. Gets a hold of that bone and you cannot. We had a, a, a Stephen's dog with us and he loved balls. So if he got a hold of that ball, you could not pull that ball out of his mouth. You risked losing your hand. And he wasn't a dangerous dog, but he was not going to let go of his bone or his ball. And we need some more tenacious faith that refuses in the dark times to lose perspective on what God has shown you in the light. Come on, let the light of Jesus fill your heart. Saying, God, you've promised this. I believe it. That settles it. It's just a matter of time for it to come. And you've got to hang in there and keep trusting. And when so it sees. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Wow, you start to see things from different perspective. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit and wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to Him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. I love that. So... Many people haven't become Christians because the Jesus they've seen in us hasn't really changed their life. And I believe God wants us to shine and be a mirror of Jesus' love and grace and power and truth. And many people will be drawn. We are being transfigured into His very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And His glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. God wants us for our eyes to see. A parent, they don't just see a little baby. We see little Judah here learning to walk. Matt and Rachel don't just see a little baby. They see a mature adult that's going to affect the world for Jesus. Healthy and strong. Every parent has hopes and dreams for their children. A sculptor doesn't just see a block of stone or a tree. He sees the finished product. I was watching a documentary a while ago, that guy that does sculptures with a chainsaw. That's a bit of a scary one. He sees this big log and next minute, here's a big bear comes out of the log. An artist doesn't see a blank canvas. They see the finished picture and then they start to paint it. That's what faith is. You see what can become. And the Spirit of God is there to help us. Ephesians 1 um, 18 says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Faith works on our imagination. That's why the devil fights you with torment in your mind. That's why pornography is so destructive because of the visual dynamic. That's why fear makes, what do they say? Fear is evidence appearing, it's things that are appearing real that are not real because you start to imagine what's going to happen and God says come on let faith be in your heart it says flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us his holy ones I pray that you'll continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to to you how? Through faith. Faith is trusting what God said. 
Then your lives will be an advertisement of the immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that is re- released, that was released when God raised Christ and then exalted him to the place of higher honour and supreme authority in the heavenly realms. Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. If you ever discourage, just read Hebrews 11. It's got some great stories in there. And most of those people that are honoured had tough lives. Some of them really blew it badly. Moses murdered someone. 40 years later says, you're the man to deliver Israel. Wow. David did some terrible things, but God says, hey, I'm going to restore you and you're a man after God's own heart. Hebrews 11.27 says, Moses persevered because he saw him who is invisible. In other words, he saw with the spirit, the eye of faith. And don't just settle for natural reasoning. God's given us our natural mind. He's given us our natural eyes to see. But don't be spiritually blind and settle for just what is happening. In the, we can look at the world right now and there's chaos, there's war, there's confusion, there's strife, there's fear with interest rates rising. There's so many things. And if you look at that, mate, you won't want to get out of bed tomorrow. Anxiety and fear can overrule us. But our God promised to be our provider. He's more than enough. God will make a way. He'll give us a spirit of wisdom to find a way through the natural. We don't ignore the natural. We face it, but we face it with faith and God's greater promises. That's what faith is, not denial. It's facing the facts and living above them with God's great breakthrough and power. Where there is faith and vision, the resources will come to fulfill the vision. You've got a vision for a business or a ministry, God will make a way. Sometimes it takes months or years because you've got to get prepared in the journey of getting ready to receive it and live in the overflow. If God, if God gave you $5 million to set up that business, sometimes we don't know what to do with it. You've got to grow into it. You've got to expand and you grow and your vision and faith grows to walk into it. Faith will take us where reason alone cannot walk. God is great in protection, God is awesome in creation, and God is great in provision, and God is huge in redemption. What God orders, He sustains. Look at the amazing provision of God for the people of Israel in the desert for 40 years. They say there was up to 2 million people, could have been more. One person calculated that it would have taken 85 years 65 million 700 tons of manna to feed them over those 40 years. 65 million 700,000 tons. Every morning it was there, but it wasn't there on the Sabbath. Six days a week, came out of heaven. That's a huge amount. If you ever doubt that God can provide for you, just read the story of manna. Do you know what the word manna is? What is it? That's what, they, that's what it means. What is it? Because I didn't know where it came from. It was, just, it was there on the ground every morning to go and get it. Like wafer. They've estimated there would have been 540 million quail to feed the Israelites for 40 years. That's a lot of birds. 540 million of them. <laughs> I see the bats fly over and I think, mate, there's a few thousand of them and they fill in the sky. 540 million. Not to mention the hundreds or thousands of millions of litres of drinking water for them and their families for 40 years in the desert. Don't ever doubt that God can provide. 
Just keep your heart trusting him and believing and he will make a way. He will make a way. Come on, we need to see a bigger God. Faith sees a big God, not a small one. The God of more than enough, not the God of just enough. Some of us even serve the God of not enough. Hey, God says, come on, let your faith rise again. Don't be limited just by the the, uh, financial pressures, the news, the negativity, the fear. Come on, let your faith rise to what God has declared and who He really is. He's the God of more than enough. 40 years providing for 2 million people in the desert. Whoa. He's an awesome, awesome God. Don't limit Him in your life by doubt, unbelief, fear and small thinking. Faith enables us to lay hold of God in every situation. It's greater than the power of positive thinking. That's a mental persuasion. But this is something that's in your spirit. Biblical faith enables you to not only believe God for the ideal, but to trust Him in the real. God wants you to have a faith for the ideal and a faith for the real. Some of you have prayed for healing, hasn't happened yet, but your faith hasn't dimmed because you're still trusting God and He's given you grace to manage every day. That's faith for the real. I love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My three mates, I want to have a chat to them when I get to heaven. The fiery furnace, the music played, King Neb, he was a bit vain, set up a 90, 30 metre statue of himself in gold. says, when the band strikes up, everyone falls down and worships the statue of me. But the young Israelite guys who were, remember they were captives, they said, no, we, we serve the true and living God. So when everyone else bowed down, they're standing up like sore thumbs in the middle of the field. They kept doing it day after day. Eventually they got reported. The king got really upset, called them in and listened to their response in Daniel 3.17. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace... The God we serve is able to deliver us from it. That's faith for the ideal. Our God can set us free. But listen to what they said next. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, wow, is that doubt? I think this is faith for the ideal and faith for the real. If it doesn't work out the timing or the way we think it should, we're still not going to doubt God. We're still going to trust Him with all our heart. They said, even if it doesn't work out, we're still not going to serve your gods or worship the image of God you have set up. That's faith and courage because there's the the fiery furnace they're going to get thrown into next time the band cranks up and they don't bow down. But they've declared... God, we serve the God of the ideal. You can deliver us and he will. But if it doesn't work out, we're still not going to bow down to the spirit of this world. We're going to trust in the spirit of God and faith. That's faith for the real and the ideal. And you know the story. The king got so angry, he heated up so hot, the poor old soldiers that threw him in got fried. When they got thrown in, they're bound up with ropes Next minute, the king looks in and says, hey, how many did we throw in? Three, they said. Well, how come there's four in there? The fourth man was Jesus walking around. They are set free. It says there wasn't one hair of their head singed. The only that burnt off were the ropes that tied them up. Their clothes weren't burnt. 
Let me tell you, when you trust God, the only things that we burn off will be the things that have tried to stop you and the Spirit of God will be there to release you in Jesus' name. The fourth man, and some of you have heard Oral Roberts' amazing sermon on the fourth man, which was just an amazing revelation of how Jesus showed up right throughout the Bible. That was Jesus by his spirit, walking there, set him free. They came out and the king was terribly shaken, as you can imagine. And he says, no one's allowed to speak against this God. I don't know what happened to his statue, whether he tore it down or not. But those three young men, their faith changed the, the direction of that whole godless nation. And then God raised Daniel up. Hey, God's looking for some people of courage and faith. We live... And increasing persecution, a lot of stuff going on, but God's looking for some people that have faith, but they have wisdom and courage with it. They didn't just rant and rave. They had trust in God and said, we're going to trust that our God's going to deliver us and we believe he will, but if he doesn't, we're not still going to bow down. That's faith for the ideal and faith for the real. It's the same type of faith that was demonstrated by Paul when he wrote this from prison. Philippians 4, 12 and 13. I know what it means to lack. And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Woo! This, he had a powerful faith. God-given faith teaches us to aim for the ideal but also find grace for the real. God-given faith enabled Paul to believe God for astounding miracles, including the raising of the dead, yet the same faith did not embarrass him when he was suffering in prison. Wow. I've heard people preach that Paul didn't have enough faith. If he did, he wouldn't have got persecuted, wouldn't have been in prison. I thought, what train are you on? That's a, that's a, a crazy way of thinking. Our God is great. He doesn't promise we won't go through difficulties or suffering, but he says, I'll be with you, and I've overcome the world, therefore you can overcome. That's what he's promised. I Wow. So Paul is in prison, suffering because he's thrown in, because he's preaching the gospel. But he's not embarrassed by that because he says, I trust in God regardless. Whether I'm in prison, whether I'm healed and whole, whether I'm seeing amazing miracles happen, it didn't embarrass him. He just, he just lived out his faith and let God work out the results. That is powerful. And we see that he wrote half the New Testament and changed a whole lot of people's lives. God is stretching our faith and vision individually and as a church so that the impossible becomes possible. When you get stretched, it's not, uncom it's not comfortable, is it? I remember my son Tim, he's two metres tall, but over two metres tall. When he was a teenager, he'd wake up someone and says, my bones hurt. We said, yeah, you're growing so fast and so tall that your poor old bones and body is struggling to keep up. When you get your faith stretched, let me tell you, there's sometimes there's some real challenge and sometimes even emotional or mental, spiritual pain 
because you're moving out of what you've been comfortable with into a place of breakthrough. And that's where most of us back off. Oh, this is too hard. You started a business and it was awesome when there was just you and a couple of employees. Now you've got 20 people working for you and all the extra pressures of all those staff and finances and whatever. But you've got to keep your eye on the big picture, what God's promised you to be and do and the influence that you have. Leadership and ministry is fun, but boy, there's some challenges. It really is. But that's where you grow. That's where you stretch. As Joyce Meyer says, new level, new devil. When you step up to a new place of authority and ministry, the enemy will harass and attack you. But don't be discouraged. Just keep stepping up and trusting our awesome God. And the Word of God is there to help us. Ephesians 3.14 says, So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven on the earth. And I pray that... He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. You've got to keep declaring, speaking, trusting every day a walk of faith if you want to Keep moving into all that God's got for your life. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you'll be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding, the extravagant, this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Wow, that's a good place to live, eh? Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Wow. So faith hears, faith sees, and I want to just start on the next point and we'll wrap it up and pick it up again next time I preach. Faith speaks. Listen to this verse, 2 Corinthians 4, 13 and 14. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Wow. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. You speak out of what you believe. Some people give a mental sense that I believe in Jesus, but the way they talk about their life and their present and future, there's not much faith and trust in Jesus in there. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I believe that God wants us to change the way we speak about ourselves. Some of the things we say over ourselves are absolutely horrendous. You think, well, I'm just being emotionally honest. Hey, it's okay to be emotionally honest, but don't stay there because you've got to bring the word of God over the top of it. 
Romans 10, 8 says, But what does it say? The word is near you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. So it's not just believing in your heart, you've got to confess it with your mouth for the deal to be uh, confirmed. The Bible says the demons believe in Jesus, but they can't confess him as Lord. We believe in Jesus and we confess him as Lord and that's when salvation is outworked in our lives. I've been really challenged to watch what I say over myself and others because there's great power is released. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Luke 17, 6 says, Jesus responded, if you have even the smallest measure of authentic faith, it would be powerful enough to say to this large tree, my faith will pull you up by the roots and throw you into the sea and it will respond to your faith and obey you. I don't want you to walk out here and just wreck our trees outside after church but but there's, there's trees of doubt and fear and opposition that sometimes we've got to learn to speak the word of the Lord to those things look at this one set of verses before we've wrapped up today Mark eleven twenty two, well known passage Jesus replied have faith in God constantly not just in church on Sunday have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for them in accordance with God's will. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you receive them and they will be given to you. You notice there, it's you believe once, but you speak three times. So you'll say, well, God's promises haven't come to pass yet. One of the reasons is our speaking doesn't match our heart believing. And you've got to keep doing it until it comes to pass. It's called confession of your mouth. And I believe God's been stirring Marilyn and I about what we say over ourselves, over our church, over our kids, over our finances. We have got to get our mouth and our heart to line up. Because when your heart and mouth line up, let me tell you, your mind and emotions will also start to line up. We live way too much out of our natural thinking and our natural feelings. But we need to live out of belief in what God's word says, then confess it with our mouth, over and over until you start to change the way you think and you feel. That's what God's Word's telling us here today. If that's the only thing you remember today, I want you to get a hold of that. It says, you believe, therefore you speak with that same spirit of faith. Say to this mountain, what mountains do you have? Anxiety and fear and discouragement and failure and persecution. Speak to the mountain. What's the Bible saying here? It says, when mountains are, you are facing mountains, it says to speak to God about the mountain and then speak to the mountain about what God said. That's the secret of breakthrough. Speak to God about your mountain. 
Don't speak to everyone else all the time about it. It's good to have prayer partners and friends to share the journey. But way too many of us speak to lots of people about our mountain or our problem. We don't talk to God enough. And then we never get to the place where we start to speak to the mountain about what God says you've got to bow to. That's faith. That's faith in action. And let me tell you, when you do that, your mind and emotions will shift and change and you'll be in unity and God blesses when there's unity in your being. Mouth, heart, mind, emotions will all start to line up and then you are unstoppable in God's plan and purpose. That's what the Word of God's teaching us. Edmund Hillary who remembers Edmund Hillary? He was the first guy that climbed Mount Everest. Kiwi, yeah. New Zealander, we got a couple of Kiwis in the house. But, but do you know the first time he tried to climb it, he failed. Didn't make it. He got his team together. We're going to climb Mount Everest. They failed. Listen to what he said. He went back to uh, London where some of the people had financed his trip to be the first ones to climb there was a big mountain, there was a big news conference and uh, he was thanking all the sponsors. There was a great big picture of Mount Everest behind him. This is in the 1950s. And it said, said Edmund Hillary's declaration to Mount Everest. He, turned, he was talking to the crowd, then all of a sudden he turned and pointed to that mountain and says, Mount Everest, you're big, but you're not getting any bigger but I am, and we're going to conquer you. I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but he understood the word of God. He turned and spoke to the mountain that was in his way. Next time they went, they conquered it. Greater belief, greater preparation. He just knew they'd learnt from their first go. He says, you won't get any bigger, but I will. That's faith. So what's your mountain? What's the difficulty? What's the challenges we face? We've all got them. You say you haven't, well, you're probably not being real. We all have them, but we don't let the shadow of them stop us from living a life of faith. Your past can be a mountain and the shadow can say, well, you can never, you can never overcome that. You, you, can, you can never read Hebrews 11 and see what God did with some of those men and women. And there's a few of them didn't even see it fully fulfilled in their life. And it says, some of these died before they saw it fully fulfilled in their life, but other generations did. And do you know what? They're still commended for their faith. Sometimes God will give you a word for a ministry or a family or breakthrough or healing. Sometimes you don't see it all fulfilled in this life, but it will continue on because it's birthed in faith. God will make sure it is completed. And some of you are living out now because some generation before set out on the journey of faith. Some of you are the first Christians in your family line. You are now setting a new pathway up that mountain of faith. Wow, let's keep going for it. So I want to leave you with that thought today.
You've got to speak to your mountain. You believe in your heart and get that from the word of God, the written, the inspired, the prophetic word of God. That stirs up faith. And someone say, well, I don't have much faith. The Bible says everyone's been given a measure of faith. Next time we speak, we'll talk about Hebrews 12 says, everyone's got a measure of faith and he's the author and perfecter or finisher of our faith. So if Jesus started it, he, he always finishes what he starts. Don't give up the doubt or fear on the journey. So you need to believe and therefore speak with that same spirit of faith. Worship team, come on up. I want to take just a moment before we finish today because there's a challenge of the Spirit of God here that some of us believe for things, we pray, we ask, we cry out to God, but some of us have then counteracted that by the way we speak about ourselves or we speak about how big the mountain is and it just gets bigger and bigger in your life. Instead of declaring the promises of God that he's greater and you will grow stronger on the inside so you see and declare by faith his promises. There's miracles happening today in this house because some people are shifting their confession over themselves and others. Some of you confess really well while you're feeling on top or you're in church or you're at a chapel service or you're in prayer group. But it's when you're on your own and all the mountain shadows are all over you, that's when the test is, what confession do you make then? And be honest saying, God, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. I love Psalms because David said, when I'm overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That's a really good one, Psalm 61. Be honest about what you're facing, but don't stay there. Say, God, I'm going to speak your word over my life. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to be silenced. As that song says, there's a lion inside of you. There's a lion that needs to roar the sound of faith. Let's stand in his presence today. The Spirit of God's here right now. Just close your eyes for a moment. And in a message like this, God's speaking to all of our hearts. And some of us need to ask God to forgive us for the way we've spoken over ourselves and others. Some of us need to just step up and keep speaking and believing what you've already started on. Others need to thank God for what the breakthroughs you already have so that you can, can keep building on it. Some of you have got an amazing testimony of breakthroughs. But let me tell you, it's not over yet. You're still breathing, so there's more mountains to conquer. Don't sit back in comfort zone and say, oh, well, I've done my bit. There's no such thing in retirement in the kingdom of God. Moses started at 80 and finished at 120. Caleb conquered his mountain at 85. Sometimes we just give up way too early in our journey of faith and breakthroughs. I want to encourage you. As your eyes are closed, say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me about? What are you speaking to me about the way I speak over myself? 
over my friends and my family, over my health, over my finances. Don't deny reality. If you've got pain, you've got pain. But then you say, God, but you promised to heal me and I believe your word is greater than my pain. Lord, I thank you for your promise for grace to walk through this season. Lord, I believe for household salvation. And Lord, even though my natural eyes see this and this happening, Lord, by faith, I see those people returning to you or surrendering to you. I believe for that in the name of Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.